Hello, 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 hello. <laughs> hey guys. Oh, I'm coming to you from my old house because we're actually in transition of moving this week. We got the keys yesterday. Um, oh my God. It just feels so good because um, it was so nice and it's like full of like wood floors like I've always wanted and everything and can't wait to have more space and everything. So it's going to be great. And um, right now I'm kind of sitting, um, I'm like, right now I'm like, our things are packed and um, I'm finishing up like basically making like cleaning the house and stuff. It's not a mess or anything, but just, you know getting our last clean because like uh we're gonna have a friend of ours move in here um until he can um get on his feet which is gonna be nice um but yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be nice it's gonna be great and I'm just excited I'm excited to just be in more space because I don't know about you guys but like your surroundings kind of like they affect your mood, you know what I mean? So, like, when everything's all cluttered, like, right now I'm looking at boxes and everything just kind of disheveled, <laughs> and it's, like, it makes me anxious. It makes me, like, overwhelmed and everything. It just makes my mind re- really clouded of, like, oh, my God, I need to move this here, this there, and this and this, but um, when it's clean and it's more spacious, and then I have, like, little ideas that I'm going to do for, like, a room, I'm definitely, it's going to be, like, so spiritual like lots of crystals to bring in good energy and I'm gonna make like a little altar and everything um it's gonna be great it really is like I already have everything planned and uh, I just can't wait (laughs) anyways um once that happens I'll definitely be uh, more consistent and I'll be able to kind of like not feel rushed or feel like I have to be quiet or feel like someone's looking at me like when I was going to the park, which I don't care, but it's just like awkward because it looks like I'm talking to myself and I'm very handsy when I talk. So like I kind of use my hands a little bit when I talk. Um, It's funny. Plus I can um start to actually get, you know, like real podcasting supplies because right now, as you guys know, I'm still using my iPhone and my AirPods for my microphone and everything. So yeah, it's just going to be great. Things are going to start happening. I just, I'm excited guys. I'm excited. It's one of the things that was on my list for, you know, like my intentions for this year is to move, you know, like get back in our house and hopefully everything would be done by, you know, like by the right amount of time. Cause it actually took, um, it took a bit. So I'm happy to have gotten that blessing. So yeah. I hope everyone else is doing good and feeling excited. Um, I just also came from the gym and I'm feeling really good with that. Like I see like, it's like, I don't see it, see it yet, but I feel it like in my clothes and stuff and I'm feeling the changes in my body and it's feeling good. You know, I just, you know, I'm getting stronger and everything. So it just, I'm just happy, you know, working out makes me feel happy, and, like, if you're kind of like me, where, um, you know, I can't do certain things because of my injuries still, but I've done modified where my doctors okayed, okayed what I could do, and I used to just kind of, like, get depressed and be like, oh, I can't, but I can't do this, it's not how I used to be, and da-da-da, and 
so I wouldn't do it. And instead I would just, you know, I'm costing my body like basically harm in a way, like, because I'm not doing any movement or nothing really, you know, like I would do like little mediocre movement that I can do, but not as much as my body needs. Um, so if you're like that, just like, yeah, get a hold of your doctor, make sure they okay, like modify your exercises, like don't look at what you can't do, but focus on what you can do. And that's what I kind of turned my mindset to where I focus on what I can do and not always what I can't, because it makes you miserable when you focus on the things you can't. Also, it kind of gives you like this fear of FOMO, you know what I mean? Like, even with like foods and stuff, like, you know, you don't want to eat foods that make you feel like shit, even though they're delicious as fuck. But I mean, it's okay to have it here and there. Uh, I mean, not if it makes you sick or whatever, but if it just doesn't really agree with you or, you know, you know what I mean, like where you just like kind of feel bloated the next day. Like it's okay to indulge like here and there, but not like every single day and not focus on, oh no, I can't have like donuts or whatever it is that you enjoy and stuff. I'm a, I'm a sweet tooth person, you know. Venus (laughs) hashtag Libra you know anything with Venus in it is usually a sugar monger and also uh, Pisces is another one too that loves sugar but anyways yeah just focus on the stuff you can do and you know just start creating that life you love and that's what I'm just mainly focusing on right now and it's really bringing me joy it's really helping with my anxiety you know it's just it's just so much better instead of also, um, you know, just clearing my head, not keeping all my, you know, like, um, thoughts in my head and just journaling like crazy and like really saying it out loud and stuff when like I'm alone and everything. And it kind of helps me figure out, oh, this is why this happened. You know what I mean? This is why I feel this way. It's really nice. It just feel, it's really nice. I also bought some cards that my friend shared with me. Um, she had tagged me in, um, like these, I thought it was like Oracle cards. So I was like, fuck, I was like, gosh, the art is so beautiful. It speaks to my soul. It's very magical looking. It's very, um, I don't know. It's just, I love anything that looks really mystical and magical and it just speaks to my soul. And I was like, damn, it's like, but I'm not going to get myself back into that. And then I happen to keep watching and it's intention cards, and I was like, OMG, like, perfect, you know, it's almost like that'll go perfect with affirmations, it'll, you know, I love setting intentions, I set intentions every month, and I also set intentions for the whole year, but I do it monthly and everything else, and I think that's going to be great, a great enhancement with my affirmations slash mantras, and I can add that to the show, so I'm excited to do that, and um, I hope you guys enjoy it. I think you will because, like, I don't know. I'll Once I get them, they've. I just got a notification that they were shipped. Um, let me see if I can see the name just in case somebody wants to um, get them. But let's see what they are called. Yeah, it's called Wild Rituals Deck. It's a, it's a rituals and intention deck. So it's. It's amazing. I'm excited to get them. So when I get them, I will definitely let you guys know. But if you want to get them for yourself, that's what they're called. Um, I also, um, today I went and bought lots of herbs. Um, 
I've been on TikTok and I've already been like, you know, you guys know I've already created herbs and stuff like that. Like I actually just finished my skin tea that I created for myself with hibiscus and nettle leaf and all that good stuff. But um, I had saw something on TikTok about rosemary and I think it was like rosemary, lemon water, something like that. So I, you know, like I have rosemary for spices and stuff. I never thought to make like a tea with it. So I'm excited to do that. I also bought, um, what was it? Skullcat, which is a Saturnian um, herb, which, you know, considering that Aquarius is in Saturn, you know, and you want to make sure your Saturn stays, you know, like good and, you know, everything else. Um, I wanted to get something for that to make me a tea for that. I also got lots of other teas. I can't remember the names of them. I got cinnamon for sure because um, that helps regulate blood sugars and stuff. I also got um, two other ones that had to do with um, divine feminine. And I'm really into like expressing and um, tapping into my divine feminine, especially more than ever, because I feel like... <clears throat> I've been running on, you know, a lot of masculine energy, like always, I got to do, 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 I got to get this done, get this done, I have to get this, you know, I have to do that. And it's okay to want to achieve goals and stuff like that. But sometimes I think we forget as women, our true nature, you know what I mean? Like, it's okay to do that. But take the time to tap into your femininity, you know, like, we're nurturers, we're, you know, intuitive, where we have emotions that, you know, that we see, we seem to, we seem to um, kind of bury because society kind of frowns on emotions. Like I don't, I know you guys seen like things where it's like emotions ew and shit like that, and you know that that's just bullshit to me. I just feel like as women, we're not being our true selves when we shy away from that just to please you know others, mainly the patriarchy, in my opinion. Um, and also, you know, to really tap into that intuition, like I had, um, you know, you guys, you guys know I'm into crystals. So for a little bit, I had a lot of fire and kind of masculine type energy of crystals and stuff around me. And while it helped me, you know, feel like creative and everything, it, it was like an overkill because I, I don't mind wearing like one but it's like, I don't know about you guys, but it's like my body's really sensitive to um, energies with when it comes to like crystals or just anything. And so I have to really limit myself and really know what I'm putting in my space or on my body because it just really, it's just really magnifies for me. I just feel everything. And so I felt a little too overly creative where I was just like doing too much where I wasn't resting. I was just, I had a focus. I wouldn't, it was like a, no, I can't stop. I have to do this. I have to, have to, have to, you know, and it's just, eventually I crashed and burned doing that. And so that's what made me feel like that I need to really tap into like self-love, self-care, just being feminine and listening to myself when it's, you know, like when my body's saying, okay, you know, like that's enough let's take a break, let's, you know, like, meditate, pray, or, you know, like, read something, you know, so right now, I have a lot of, like, uh, crystal bracelets, um, that are very delicate and gorgeous, 
uh, that are related to the divine feminine and self-love and self, you know, like just compassion. I mean, I'm already compassionate, but it really like heightens it. So like I get my bracelets from not only my local crystal shop, but I've really gotten into wax and wane um, jewelry and I'm not sponsored. I'm just letting you guys know if you guys want to try it. Um, like I'm wearing an aquamarine bracelet from my local crystal shop, which is very beautifully made. I have a um, rose quartz angel aura bracelet that was actually free from Wax and Wayne. Um, if you bought, I think it was between Valentine's Day, they gave you a um, rose quartz um, angel aura bracelet, and it's very cute. And then I got a rainbow moonstone with a kunzite stone and then a pink tourmaline with a Herkimer diamond on it. And then for my necklaces, which I all get, I get from all my local crystal shops, I'm wearing a phantom quartz and a tiger's eye. And tiger's eye is it's just so grounding. I had a black onyx on, but I had to take a break from it because it's weird. I can't wear more than one earth stone. Um because for some reason it just it it makes me feel like I'm being crushed like like I'm heavy really heavy I don't know if if anyone else feels like that please let me know but yeah if I have like two or three um earth crystals on it makes me feel too grounded where it's almost like I'm being crushed so I have to just wear one earth crystal so I chose to wear the tiger's eye because I've been feeling really connected with that lately Hi there. And yeah, my kitty's here because I'm at my house. So if you hear any noise or, oh my God, she's going to sit on the material I'm going to read for you guys. You can't do that, Kiki. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Her name is Nerys, by the way, like Daenerys from Game of Thrones. Hey, stop that. Stop it. She's trying to mess with um <laughs> my phone cord. Yeah. Okay, Daenerys. But yeah, Neri's for short, but Daenerys usually when she's like being crazy, I'm like Daenerys. So she's a cutie. She's a sweetheart, but she's very playful. So if you guys hear me like, you know, kind of not yelling like to, at the top of my lungs, but like kind of having to scold her a little bit. Stop it. Stop. Sorry. And she's going to knock over my stuff. Here, we'll just put this down, okay? Since you want to mess with it so much. That way I don't have to be disturbed. Okay, anyways, so we all know what today's episode is. It is, of course, still Pisces season, yay. But it is the relationship slash sexual part of Pisces season. The show that, <laughs> the, the episodes that have the most plays, I kid you not, and it's always the male, the male counterparts that have the most plays. Like, so like, um, I think I was looking at the analytics yesterday, the highest male, um, male plays I think is Libra now. It was Leo. It's Libra. Um, Libra is the highest played episode. Libra man, then Libra woman. Then I believe um, it's Scorpio, man, and woman. I think Scorpio, man, and then Scorpio, woman, or either it's one of the two. I don't know. And then the next one is the Virgo, Virgo, man, which Virgo, man, and woman episode is all on the same one because I fucked up. So I'm sorry about that. So if you're new, hey, 
we are all loved here. I'm glad you came to listen to, you know, us learning astrology together. Um, but if you're like, hey, where the fuck is the Virgo woman episode? It's with the Virgo man. <laughs> so I'm sorry. It's going to sound like it's basically two episodes. And once the man one ends, it's going to sound like a whole brand new beginning because it was intended. But somehow I recorded it on the same the same episode. So anyways, but Pisces men. Wow. Let's get into it. So have I ever dated a Pisces man? No, I have not. I don't, I mean, it's hard to know if I had a Pisces crush um, or a Pisces, um, like someone crushing on me. Uh, Because when I was like little, little, I didn't get into astrology until 12. And then back then, you know, it just... I didn't go around asking people, like, at least guys, like, girls, yeah, but guys, no, um, I didn't, I wasn't just like, hey, what's your sign, like, I was, like, incredibly shy when I was, like, really young, so, but, um, yeah, I do have Pisces male friend who is married to one of my good friends, he's amazing, very sweet guy, very compassionate and but it's like he's very compassionate sweet but dude you get on his bad side you try to fuck with anyone he loves and stuff like that the devil comes out anyways I I'm lucky enough to not have seen that but I've heard um but he is a awesome guy um but I've heard from other friends who have fucked or dated Pisces men it's like I've heard like two kind of different stories, one a little bit more than the other. So with Pisces men, I've heard women say that they're either boring or they're really good in bed. And I mean like <laughs> like mind, soul, body, explosive fucking bomb in bed, like better than Scorpio's is what I heard. I heard that Pisces men have, like, they're just, they're more, I don't know, they're just, like, magical. That's what I heard. Like, their sex is magical. Like, Scorpio men, you know, I'm obviously married to one, you guys know, they're very passionate, and, you know, they're, they're good as fuck. They're very passionate in bed, and they have, like, this kind of, like, I don't know, like, mind-blowing type of sex, where it's, like, you're connected, like, physically, emotionally, and, like, on a soul level, but I heard that Pisces men are even more so, um, I haven't heard the passionate part, but I heard they're really just, it's almost like fucking, like, a, I don't know, like, a mythical creature, like, a, a mage or something like that, that's what I heard, um, that they just, they're into anything, and I mean, like, Anything, anything that you've heard with fucking and stuff and having sex, um, <laughs> that they're it. Because we all know that Pisces is, you know, they're the last sign, 12th sign. So they carry all the, like, different things of every sign. That's why they're so, like, sensitive and complex and compassionate and you know just like really like loving and stuff they have like all of the all of the signs in them that's why they can get crazy crazy when they're like upset like no joke they can get they can be furious and scary 
but um yeah so I've never had that experience like if for all the crushes I did end up finding out that I've like that friended me on Facebook I found out that almost every single one that had a crush on me was Scorpio's so like I don't know what it is but it's like I attract Scorpio's like a motherfucker um and then I also saw that one of my crushes that I liked a lot was a Virgo which is surprising but not really um so oh yay I'm sorry I just got a just got a notification uh, that my husband said my one of the gifts he had gotten me for Valentine's Day is coming I don't know why like the mail's been late so it's not his fault and you know no worries but anyways um so let's go ahead and jump in so I'm I'm excited about this because I've always um whenever people tell me that I'm very curious as to like how this is gonna like coincide with what they say so for Pisces Pisces man you guys are known as a sign of sexual sacrifice wow sexual sacrifice what so this is gonna be unique I wonder is that because you know you're pleasing your partner more so than you're worried about your own orgasm interesting so you guys are also known as the drifter Ooh. okay let's go ahead and jump in so it says Pisces is the very definition of a self-made man more than any guy in the zodiac he is blessed with the ability to exist according to his own design devoid of doubt and distraction He doesn't stress or strive to achieve success. Rather, he patiently allows his plans to gestate while visualizing himself to be in the present, what he is determined to become in the future. I think I mentioned this on the last, like, one of the Pisces episodes, but if you're, like, if you're, like, one of those people who like to watch YouTube fitness, which I am, um... Even if you're a man or a a woman, you can watch him. Uh, His name is called um, Christian Guzman. And this man is self-made like a motherfucker and he gets shit done. Like, I mean, this ain't no Capricorn shit. Like this is, to me, I was like, I thought he was like, like Capricornian, you know, because of how he is and how anything he puts his mind to. Um, I don't know why I'm talking like fucking weird, but I get too passionate and happy and then I start like slurring and like saying weird shit. So thank you for putting up with that. And I'm sorry, but I just get too excited. It's my fucking third house stellium. So I'm sorry. Daenerys, come on. She's going to knock down the fucking curtain. Daenerys. I'm so sorry, guys. Anyways. <laughs> um, oh my God, this can... Um, so yeah, anyways, when he envisions something and his friends are like, oh, like, dude, I don't know if you can do all that. He does it. He like, he gets it done. He, he avenges it. He, he brings it to life. A true Pisces, a visionary, you know what I mean? So yeah, if you want to see like that in truth, cause you know, Pisces get a lot of, they get a bad rep, like, you know, someone told me, you know, cause you know, I do have some issues with, I can be lazy sometimes and I really can. And so I know that comes from Libra, you know, cause Libra's air signs, especially like, yeah, Libra's, I would say out of all air signs are the ones who have issues with being lazy. Gemini's just do like a 10 million things, you know, and never get things done. And Aquarius's, 
they get shit done. They're fixed time. Anyways, um, someone had told me one time that they were like, oh, you're probably, it's probably your Pisces moon. It makes you lazy. And I was like, huh? And they were like, yeah, most, you know, most Pisces that I know are lazy. Da, 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 da. They don't want to do nothing. They want to stay in their fantasy and all that stuff. So I always, you know, kind of thought that, you know, oh, I guess I have, that's another lazy sign that I have, but no, uh, when it comes to Pisces men, y'all, you guys be getting it done, no joke, but, uh, yeah, check him out if you want, he's really motivating to me, um, I, I enjoy seeing, especially, like, you know, men, you know, especially in our generation, (laughs) because I don't know if it's, me sometimes, but sometimes you just find a lot of slackers um, at times where it just feels like you see more women taking care of men, like the the roles have kind of reversed and not seeing everywhere, but somewhat kind of like around me, I'll notice that sometimes like there seems like the women are taking care of the men more so, so uh, as far as working, which is not, that's fine, but I I think to me, I would like a partner that has ambition and we both are building an empire together. We're both working hard. One is not doing more than the other. I don't think like a man should have to sit here and spend all his money on a woman and she gets to keep all hers and vice versa. I think it should be, you should want to do something for the person you love. You shouldn't always have them doing everything. That's kind of fucked up to me. Anyways, <laughs> So let's go ahead and continue. It says, he never waits to arrive at goals, but rather behave as one who has already attained them. Oh, so like manifesting. His life being one long long self-fulfilling prophecy. Um, As a rule, he is drawn to artistic professions where his imagination can manifest. Infamously unbeholden to anybody but himself, he trills nary a trace of emotional or psychological baggage often eschewing evidence of the past if it doesn't suit his typically mythic self-image he sees no irony in adopting a personality often a hoity-toity one which arguably suits his spirit better than that he perceives to be the arbitrary self-conditioned by birth or upbringing pisces boasts the dissolute soul of a poet freely licensed to devise the landscape of his own experience Despite any highbrow polish, which is in no small way aimed at providing entree into more rare field enclaves of society, he nonetheless has a taste for raw and made women, artless, unblushing types who provide a sense of real grounding, thus enabling him to creatively soar all the more. With other men, he is homoerotic to the core, forever flirting with the fine line between friendship and full-out sexual involvement. Hmm. So let's see. So I'm wondering is, you know, uh, each, each one has a, um, a archetype. So I'm wondering, are they going to be related to Poseidon or maybe Aphrodite since they're, um, exalted and I don't know. So I'll go ahead and read, uh, the archetype so that you guys know, cause it's going to mention it. And then for some people, who haven't read mythology, I don't want you to be like, "Ah, bitch, what? Okay, so it's like, it says archetype plus myth, related to Pisces men, of course. 
says, Pisces man draws on the archetype of Eros, love, oh, I thought so, who is at once the son of Aphrodite and the oldest of gods. Pisces fish are Eros and Aphrodite in their animal totem form. Eros embodies the underlying energy of the universe love with which Pisces believes all is possible. Pisces planetary namesake Neptune, Greek Poseidon, the god of the sea personifies the middle way in a world of opposites represented by his brothers lofty Zeus and underworld Hades. Poseidon's trident is a triple phallus key to coupling with his triple goddess wife um, Amph- Amphira- Amphitrite Aphrodite in her marine form. Oh, I never knew that. Pos- Poseidon means mate of the mother. Oh, I did not know Amph. Amph- was the marine form of Poseidon, I mean, of Aphrodite. That's interesting. But arrows, it makes sense. As as you guys know, um, as it said, the fish in Pisces symbol is Aphrodite and her son Eros. They uh, were being chased by like a horrible monster. And so they turned themselves into the fish to get away from it. So... If you want to read that story, by all means, do it. So if you hear Eros or either Poseidon, we all know. So I'm assuming Pisces women obviously represent Aphrodite, which I knew it because I had a feeling it had to do with their, their, their exalted in Venus. So it, it only makes sense. All right. So let's go ahead and jump right on in. Okay, let me get comfy because like... I just like treat you guys like we're just at a sleepover you guys over my house I'm sorry like most people edit I don't know how to edit and when I tried to edit I ended up deleting like different pieces of the episode so I never tried it again so I had to record and it was it was like it was crazy anyways so let's jump in As early as his teenage years, Pisces male will have set himself adrift from his family, often moving out of the house as quickly as he can sometimes before legally of age or otherwise living at home like some sort of shadowy border. He will come and go as he please in that case, often disappearing for days on end. At college, his roommate will be pleasantly surprised to find that Pisces is a ghost-like presence remaining decidedly detached from dorm room life. Typically, he will latch on to a domineering female, often older than himself, whose company he'll keep to the exclusion of all others. Since taking out with girls, he will have been attracted to flamboyant, attention-getting females, gaudy body types with creative ambitions. If not for fame and fortune, very much like his own, his love love life, too, will be Noel Coward-esque. As he adopts an adult character personality who is perpetually bored, even with his own sophistication, as if he knows and has seen everything. Nothing and nobody impresses Pisces, and he makes a point of undermining anything or anybody that appeals to the masses, whether out of jealousy or justifiable disdain. And his main criterion for a partner worthy of being called his own is a vocal and otherwise obvious corroboration of his views. He likes a bit of wear and tear on a woman as well, being turned off by the fresh ingenious that most men find so appealing. He looks for experience seasoning in a woman. 
Even as a teen, he'll be attracted to older girls or those with reputations warranted or not for have been for having been around the block once or twice or more. It's as if being so subconsciously linked to the silical nature of life, he'd sooner make a Madonna out of a questionable whore than hook up with some snowy virgin who by rights might only become more blackened. That's interesting. Um, but you know, the whole him being a ghost, that does not surprise me. I've heard that from many women that, um, who dated Pisces men that, you know, air signs get, you know, bullshit for this, like especially Aquarius, Aquarius men. Well, you have a friend in Pisces because (laughs) they do the same. Um, they have been known. And I've heard this also about Pisces women where they will just kind of fall off the face of the earth for like a week not text you, not say nothing, just go off and do their thing. And then they'll hit you back like, oh, hey, what's up? So that doesn't surprise me at all. Though this won't sound particularly flattering on the surface of those romantically linked with the Pisces man, the 12th house is oft referred to as the dustbin of the zodiac associated with the dregs. Sediment being an intrinsic result of Neptune's energy of dissolution, the remnants of experience, as well as society. We have already seen the dynamic manifested in Pisces' appeal to the misfits and miscreants of his peer group, but the same pattern seems to apply to his love relationships as well. Even the kind of slaggish girl who might appear to be used goods is viewed by Pisces as a person who, via experience, has become a seasoned distillation of womankind, refined by circumstances if not hardship into her essential self devoid of pretense, ego, or other such trappings of human falsification. And being undone, he believes a woman's soul is laid bare. And it is the soul that his personification of the Christ archetype is seeking to wed, just as using his Greek archetypology, Eros, who is also Cupid, for those of you who didn't know, is wedded to psych soul. And if you know anything about that myth and the hell um, his mother Aphrodite Venus put poor sight through, you might get an idea of the oedipal pressures that invariably plague the Piscean meal. One never knows if Pisces' choice of a partner, which strikes most everyone acquainted with him as dubious, is the primary reason for his mother's disdain toward what whatever girls he tends to bring home, or if conflict on this score is simply written in the stars. Whatever the cost, Pisces' mother and mate typically don't see eye to eye in time. However, they might begin to realize that they are eerily cut from the same cloth. Hi, baby. Sorry, my cat is... I don't know if I'm stressing her out or something. But it's like she's going to step on my stuff and I don't want it to cut off the... She ended up activating the S word that started talking to me, asking questions. I don't want to say it because it's going to activate it again. I don't know how, but she hit something on the phone. Anyways, let me continue back. So um, it says, um, yeah, whatever the cost, Pisces' mother... And mate typically don't see eye to eye. In time, however, they might begin to realize that they are eerily cut from the same cloth, if not born into the same generation. Pisces is the sole mutable water sign of the zodiac. Mutability represents change and adaptability. 
While the feminine element of water symbolizes feelings, intuition, and the primal organ of life, this is why baptism signifies rebirth. Um, of course, just as Eros is the primal god force, love specifically of a sexual nature is essential impetus to life. Thus, throughout classical and medieval literature, water is used as a metaphor for love. One must be an open recipient to contain it, while it escapes those seeking to grab it for their own, own gain. Love, as they say, is not selfish, and that's the kind of love to which the Pisces male subscribes. He's ne he neither wants to own nor be owned by his partner. The Zodiac's drifter, it seems, can never be tied down. Even in marriage, the fish guy will pursue his individual ambitions, even if they take him on solo excursions or retreats far from his lady wife. Subconsciously or not, he seems to feel that an older woman might understand the concept of cling-free love, if only through hard knocks experiences. He cringes at, at the thought of some cleaving ingenue who will undoubtedly expect to be conventionally attached at the hip. Think of that Cupid psych myth, wherein the god of love demands not to reveal himself, but simply to be loved without ever having known who he is. This is unconditional love, devoid of any importance placed on appearances or ownership. He reaches a woman's soul for his invisible quality. Indeed, it was seen the contents of a woman's psyche are more readily visible to the Pisces eye than are her style of dress or makeup. Perhaps as a result of the 12th house association with freedom from social barriers, the fish falls for, for women who exaggerate, exaggerate, oh my gosh, exaggeratively color outside the lines. Despite his own fussy appearance, his visib visibly incongruous may, may be the proverbial peroxide blonde outfitted in the most outrageous manner. Unlike his opposite sign of Virgo, Pisces is not a conscious Svengali trying to physically change the appearance of his mate. As befits our fishy fellow, Pisces brings about a lover's change on an unseen subconscious level, which that a woman might find herself transforming from the inside out. Pisces' man is attracted to so-called gutter snipes, and in his loving them unconditionally, they tend to undergo an alteration all of their own violation. Mary Magdalene was literally loved into changing Jesus, didn't simply pick her out some new clothes. This is the effect Pisces man has on friends as well as lovers. Since he has absolutely no expectations of others, who's who, the others, those who want to win his affection, end up jumping through hoops to please him, basically following in his footsteps, often vividly straining to win his favor. In this way, he turns those with whom he enters a love relationship into his disciples, worded as such, such sense it doesn't seem as if Pisces ever falls in love per se. That's very, that's like a turn off to me. Like, I don't want to be your fucking disciple. Like, that's weird. That's like a Jesus complex and ugh, that's just not right. I don't think Jesus used it for like that thing, but this kind of like makes me feel like, I don't know, maybe I'm just reading it wrong. Anyways, it says ironically, or no, his form of loving is so removed and devoid of expectation as to border it on apathy. 
Ironically, though, he acts less of a partner than any other man in the Zodiac. Relationships are mainly all about him. It's little wonder behavioral psychologist B.F. Skinner was a Pisces. As the fish guy interacts with loved ones, albeit subconsciously, on a system of punishment and reward. Without ever saying a word, Pisces man will either tune in or tune out his partner based on her comportment. If he's pleased by his mate, she'll have his attention. If not, he leaves the proverbial building, and so a spouse or lover learns to conform to such manners to as so as to win the prize of even the, his vaguest recognition. Ever in his protective bubble can inbox outbox system described by those opposite facing fish, the Pisces decides what is jetsam and what is flotsam in his experience. Even in love, the human filter system that is the Pisces man is is in a sense designed not to create under karma, undue karma. Those opposite facing fishes are rather an illustration of his of the soulful mechanism of the elimination of karma, good and bad out, good in, bad out. This is, of course, in keeping with the sign's association with death. Conceptually speaking, the sign of Pisces is predicted to the employment of that of conceptually I'm sorry oh my gosh I'm so sorry guys employment of the 12th house ideal of escape being able to jump off the karmic uh, carousel reincarnation and apotheosize atman individual soul with brahma world soul this is what the pisces man is doing here and now daily he simply doesn't become snared in entangling human drama and only individuals who likewise create no undue karmic attachments are allowed to enter pisces custodial environment therefore he must in turn be loved purely and with no expectation most women who attempt to romance the pisces end up singing i don't know how to love him <laughs> He challenges potential partners to love in such a way as poets have described by simu- simultaneously setting him free, allowing him to, to escape into the solitude of his life's callings. This is the dynamic Pisces needs to keep love alive, and it is typically too unnerving for most women or men, for that matter, to abide. Even sex doesn't anchor the zodiac drifter. If so, the mag of the world with whom he invariably hooks up would be able to rely on standard skills not so hard pressed to change attitude and behavior to cultivate a love bond with the unfathomable fish guy so um another example of this i can see so this is why (laughs) I mean, like I said, I was really hardcore into um, fitness YouTube, and there was Christian Guzman, and I was watching him around the 2014 time um, to, like, recently, I don't really keep up with it now, but recently, um, I'll watch one here or there. But he is a Pisces man, but his ex-girlfriend, I don't know if you guys know her. Her name is Nikki Blackheader. I love that girl. I think she's so down to earth. She, too, is a Pisces. And um, he has a current girlfriend called um, Buff Bunny named 
Heidi Summers, who is also a Pisces. So he seems to just love Pisces women. Anyways, one of the things they had this, like him and Nikki B had a breakup um, video that they made because they were really, they were like an iconic fitness couple. I really enjoyed watching them and seeing them together. I thought they were amazing together, but obviously, you know, can't always believe what you see. But anyways, in his breakup video, he mentioned how he felt that she was too clingy. She had no ambitions. She was, you know, I guess in his opinion, um, not really doing anything. He felt like he was being held back and tethered back because she would complain about him always, you know, like doing things for, you know, like his ambitions and his goals and all that stuff. So that's why he had to let her go. And now it kind of makes sense because with Heidi, he says it's the opposite. He says she has her own stuff going on. She has her own business. She's ambitious like he is. And he's able to tackle things, like do things that he enjoys without having to worry about her complaining and bitching about it. So that's like the perfect example to me that I could see out of this situation that I just said, because that's exactly what happened. Like Pisces um, men, they, they have to, you have to let them feel you know, feel free, you know, they're like a fish in water, you know, they like to swim to different depths, they like to be free in the ocean, and if you are constantly trying to basically hold them back from what they're trying to to do in life, it is not going to work, so I know that's like a very, like, what is it, <laughs> like, corny, like, example, but that's, like, really the only, because, like, I know a bunch of Pisces women, a shit ton, uh, they're like all my friends. I only know one Pisces guy, and um, that's my friend's husband. And I, I haven't seen you know. Obviously, they do very well. So she, I mean, must obviously do the right thing and not like drown him. But um, a lot of a lot of my Pisces girlfriends date cancers. It's crazy. I mean, it, it's nuts. <laughs> But anyways, um, let's go ahead and and jump jump by in. So jump by in, back in. Of all the gender signs in the Zodiac, Pisces male is probably the least moved by sex. Not to say that his range of carnal experience doesn't outstrip the rest of the astrological population, because it generally does. It's just that sex doesn't, doesn't much affect him one way or another. He could catch the most hardcore porn with a room full of grannies and not feel the slightest slightest bit of embarrassment. Likewise, he can enter a decadent sexual landscape even as a vague participant, which is the only kind he might ever be. And surface unscathed without any residual, residual battering to his peace of mind. As he's the personification of Eros, nothing shocks the Pisces. And by the same token, he finds nothing to be of overwhelming fascination. He remains outside sexual experience, thus it's often actually easier for him to put himself into environments where he can acknowledge and appreciate even blatant carnality without his own intimate um, involvement. 
Interestingly, in clinical psychology terms, the arrows refers to the instincts for self-preservation in people. Harain, when we see the ultimate Piscean male paradox, as befits this character who signs fish as a symbol of yin and yang, he is all and nothing in everything he does. Christ-like to the core, he can go to hell and back again with his entire being unshaken and intact. No character will go further in his exploration of eroticism, a term primarily defined as a sexual quality, quality of an experience, particularly those of an abnormal nature, rather than meat and potato sex, which to him is just ho-hum. Lest we forget, Neptune is a planet of imagery, and the Piscean sexual persona lives in this elusive realm. He thus appreciates quality erotica, and he's generally game to film and or star in his own home movies, never one to consider such activity sleazy. Indeed, being the only mutable waterman, Pisces is metaphorically no stranger to primordial slime, which is why he could easily attend that sex venue, whether it be an orgy or the goings-on at some after-hours club, though just as easily as not. When he does, he will typically just pass through, perhaps stopping along enough to chat up some women, having good conversation in a landscape of otherwise writhing, moaning bodies being the picture of Piscean ensuing insouciance, recruiting yet another disciple, if not fishing in the murky mire for some would-be Magdalene to spiritually mold into his own, his very own Madonna. In said instance, how could such a soul not get the sense she was being saved? Granted, the presence of the typically prissy Pisces in such a place might make, um, sorry, my, my cat. There you go. She's she's good. Um, might um, let's see. Granted, might make anybody feel self-conscious. And despite this extreme example, the fact re- remains that the fish guy tends to force others, particularly potential partners, to search their own soul and conscience and try to remove any impediments to their own peace of mind. And like the Pisces onlooker, it could just it could be argued that most people who might be found groping in the dark of some sex joint are doing as a result of some past trauma or compulsion, not truly therefore out of choice. Not just notoriously prim and artsy, Pisces can also appear rather androgynous, if not outright sexless. This is one instance where appearances are not necessarily deceiving. It makes sense given his association with the sweet hereafter that he is a genderless as one might imagine a pure spirit to be since adolescence the fish may have been sternly awaiting or startlingly aware that he doesn't fall prey to his libido the way others do sex doesn't strike him as a sex as a fresh or foreign concept even in tenderest youth and the natural transcendence with with which he regards it at once makes him feel estranged from the superior to the other males in particular. Instead of seeing himself as abnormal, he, he labels others as lesser and holds himself up that much more of a supreme being. That he's not sexually prolific doesn't bother Pisces guy in the least. The truth of the matter is, as the sexual urge is basically biologically aimed at procreation and therefore linked to other creative energies, Pisces inherently channels such forces as might be aimed at his growing up toward his imaginative mind and crafty hands. 
not so much lacking libido as com- converting it into his signature artistic fuel. Sex is so not a big deal, a Pisces truism that may extend to his ab- absolute understanding and forgiveness should a partner stray and hit the sack with someone else. Wow. Now this is this is just surprising to me because I don't know. Be I guess because water signs they fall like they fall in love very easily that it just seems like, you know, like I know like for I don't know for a Pisces guy, but I know Pisces women, they can easily sleep with someone very fast because they their feelings for them are strong, like quickly compared to other signs. But yeah, so this is surprising to me, but interesting at the same time. So let's see. It says the fish is no hypocrite. He allows his partner the same kind of personal freedom he in turn demands from a mate, letting her experiment and make her own mistakes. The Pisces himself doesn't typically cheat as a rule because it creates the kind of karmic baggage he simply cannot abide. That sense of freedom is enough. He needn't and rarely does exploit it, especially when in a committed relationship or marriage contract. For Pisces is among the most steadfast of men apt to say put put in on in a bond with the same woman, the scarcity of which falls within the protective sphere with with which he perpetually seeks to surround himself. Marriage, especially, is a womb wherein he can drift and dream and into which he can dissolve. Another reason the Piscean might be a for, so forgiving of even a spouse's extramartial dalliances is because he knows he doesn't always deliver in the rough and ready manner many a woman desires. His relationships are first and foremost spiritual marriages, and he won't necessarily begrudge his lady the luxury of the sort of meat and potato sexual experience he isn't he isn't won't to he isn't won't to provide with any what frequency that's the book guys, not me then there's the age old Piscean problem with just plain old getting it up. oh, <laughs> sometimes he needs a stronger erotic impetus than mere routine urges. As Pisces, long-term partners will readily agree sex tends to happen more often than not when they're away from home. Having escaped the confines of routine reality, the fish invariably finds his penis becomes that much perkier. Having a sneak or hide having, or hide having sex, whether doing it in public or a train or plane, or even slipping away if, it, if, it just, if it's just to another room during a visit to friends. It's not just a theoretical turn-on particular to Pisces man. It's often an essential practical part of sex play. In certain cases, the erotic is so alluring that he might only be able to have sex with strangers, even prostitutes, while his marriage becomes a hands-off, strictly soulful bond. Drink and drugs, those proverbial Piscean fixes of forgetfulness tend to provide enough of a crutch to keep Fish's sex life Pardon the pun, limping along, still Pisces simply doesn't require the amount of sex that most men do. The 12th house rules both convent and monastic life, and Pisces and his partner, despite their often awkward attempts to keep up appearances to the contrary, might very well live a rather chaste domestic existence. Of course, as 
suspect as people generally are of the Piscean male's sexual identity, outsiders are always willing to jump to their own conclusions. So I'm wondering is, you know, because, you know, um, each sign has like an age range. And I know because Pisces is the last, they're considered like basically the old wise man of the Zodiac. So like, so maybe they kind of have like, they also kind of have like this old soul mentality too. So I wonder, is it kind of like that? Because this is like really surprising to me because I don't know, like, this is, this is, <laughs> this is the reason why I think um, Mars comes into effect, like Mars, the moon, and even Venus when it comes to like sex, sex and love, because I've never heard of someone saying that a Pisces man does not like to have sex. Like most of the ones I've heard about are like, they love, they just love fucking, you know what I mean? Like not every single day thing. They're more of of a, what is it called? It's like quality over quantity type. But this is just surprising to me because like, if you read like, Scorpio, um, and Cancer, especially, like, they're, they're very sexual, so I'm surprised that, I don't know, the Pisces, I mean, the Pisces man isn't, so, hmm. From early childhood, the Pisces is often written for being a sissy. Though he meets such derision with a, with a proud pacifism, typically turning the other cheek and never dignifying such ridicule, this sort of Haranguing, haranguing, only further contributes to a sex, sexlessness in the Piscean's nature, rather than forcing him to either repress or overcompensate for any references that he may or may not have. Instead, the fish simply rises above the issues altogether and sweeps it into the twelfth house dustbin. It's such that much more psychic surgery he'll perform on himself. Dissolving the issue along with any other problematic concerns that cross his path. The last thing in life that the Pisces will tolerate is any sort of stigma being attached to him. Society still being the way it is vis vis homosexuality, the Piscean would just soon skirt the issue of any same-sex feelings he might have, often refusing to lend them any credence. So quickly will he nip such inklings in the bud that it will often be unclear, even to the Pisces himself, which way the wind might have ended up blowing for him. An astrological androgen, in any case, this man born into this uber-feminine of zodiacal signs might be the most effeminate heterosexual you ever met, even if he's never actually had a gay thought in his head. And even if the Pisces does declare himself gay, he might never do so formally. An undeniably homosexual sector of Piscean men, however, could never kid themselves, let alone embody else, anybody else that they are anything but card-carrying queers. This nearly biologically female, lisping, limp-wristed sect of Piscean gay men, were they born into some expansive thinking Native American tribe, would undoubtedly be prized and offered the shaman's special teepee. Indeed, sexuality aside, a large part of the transgendered community seems to be made up of Pisces men who rival the Taurus man, male, 
populations for the title most likely to undergo sexual reassignment surgery. Aside from the distant sector of undeniably gay Pisceans who incidentally are often so caught up in their own intriguing natures that the issues of sex takes a decided backseat across the board, the sexuality of the fishman, straight and gay, remains well fishy. The gay Pisces, but for the aforementioned enclave, is generally a pretty hardy masculine character, like his straight counterpart all but fully focused on his career, also a decidedly creative one, making little of his sexual proclivities. For starters, he doesn't much mingle with other men. The bulk of his friendships being with single, somewhat fag, fag-haggish. I'm so sorry. This um, Some of the words in this book bother me because it's just like a little too blunt. So this is not me talking. This is the book. And I'll mention the book because I don't want someone like, oh my God can't believe she said that so I'm sorry um anyways women whom he tends to take another his wing and instruct on the more fascinating if not the finer things in life Pisces of any sexual persuasion isn't even caught up in materialism even when he embarks on money-making ventures rather he seeks to buy freedom and the opportunity to color the world with the imaginative brush he brandishes In his soul, he's a bohemian, and the gay Piscean in particular will inhabit a world of fringe or indeed forgotten artists, filmmakers, designers, and other innovators, typically like himself, who exhibits a certain evolutionary cultural vision. It's this which he hopes will rub off his coterie of female friends, for whom he often plays surrogate husband, coming over to fix this or, or paint that, all the while exposing these bosom buddies to the music, art, and other such influences that degrade his life. In such relationships, we see that Jesus Magdalene connection almost ridiculously crystal clear. Being that Virgo women specifically falls under the female archetype, the world is populated with pairings of spenderish Virgo girls and the gay Piscean guys who love them. Well, that's funny. Uh, queer Pisces is even that much more an unbeholden drifter than his straight counterpart. He generally gravitates toward artistic jobs that see him working whatever professional magic he possesses, going from place to place. A career as a photographer, stylist, writer, and the likes suits him best, one where he never needs to be the same spot for long. He is notorious for finding some terribly inexpensive flights, some far-flung exotic destination and never carrying much literal or metaphoric baggage with him. Uh, becoming immediately immersed in, in said milieu, mixing, with, mixing and mingling with foreign strangers, he'll, e- he'll even live his life, live this sort of life back home, where he has an infam- infamously low overhead, even a single room suits him fine, though he will whip it up into deck, Curator's paradise, living as if inside a dream landscape of his own elaborate design. As such, he's free to, to take up any long weekend innovation or a house set for the League of Well Heel Women and married couples who make up the bulk of his friends. A societal orphan, he often seeks, in a sense, to be adopted by his straight couple cronies for whom he'll also pop over and cook a meal, decorate a room, or fix the plumbing in return for their affection. Pisces doesn't tend to have many gay male friends. Like his straight brother, he is rather un, 
libidinous and cynically prejudiced toward oversexed people. Meanwhile, he is incredibly secretive as to the types of activities he does to get up when venturing toward to get his yaw-yaws out. He isn't much into bars as means of meeting men, being happy to have a few cocktails, but bored with the ritual of cruising and chit-chat. He'd prefer to get more directly to the point, as gay lives provide more of the kind of dark, vague, dreamlike environments that Pisces man of any per- persuasion appreciates. The gay fish finds no lack of venues to provide him anonymous, wraith-like um, erotic involvement. He never throws himself into the mosh pit of some or- orgiastic scene. Rather, he floats around the periphery of such settings, waiting to focus his typically orally fixated penchants on other such um, loners as strike his fancy. Even in such an environment, however, the Pisces is extremely picky, drawn to overly, overtly masculine men whom he might even assume lead straight lifestyle back on the other side of the veil. This is, in fact, Pisces' biggest turnoff. Ironically, he is cynically prejudiced toward men who themselves um, bisexual. His other notoriously allergy is toward gay girls. However, if he comes across a fellow who is fiercely attached to labeling himself straight, except for what he might get up to, to with the Pisces guy alone, this is sexual nirvana for the fish. A sign that boasts Michelangelo, Pier, Paolo, Pasolini, Jack Kerouac, and Lou Reed among its ranks, the Pisces man, man is homoerotic in the extreme. That fine line between straight and gay provides endless fascination for him stemming from his youth, whereas his first experience is often with macho, closeted, so-called heterosexual. As he matures, he gravitates toward such types who tend to be of a certain ethnic extractions, particularly Southern European or North African, where gay-slash-straight boundaries are more readily blurred. Short of moving to a Greek fishing village, the infamously lathe and pretty Pisces does his best to land a type of man with whom much is left unspoken, and the banal uh, realities of their lives are checked at the bedroom door. This special someone, even though remaining in love for many years, might nonetheless just come and go, forming a bond with a Pisces that is thus comprised of a series of dreamy, vague interludes which suits our fine fish fellow just fine. So surprisingly, guys, that's it. That is it from, oh, let me say the book, um, Sextrology, The Astrology of Sex and the Sexes by Starsky and Cox. That is it for the Pisces meal. And that was really surprising because basically from what what we just read, so they, they're in relationships, but they obviously have to be free. They want someone who is pretty much kind of like a support system that has like, you know, that lets them, that allows them to express their way of, of living and life and everything. And they are not sexual. I did not read any one thing about what they like in sex or anything. It just says they're pretty much androgynous. So that was surprising for me, um, extremely. So I'm wondering if this fall, this is going to be like the Pisces woman. But yeah, I'm sorry that if that was disappointing for you guys, because I'm sure a lot of people, like I was expecting to find out 
what makes you know them so magical from what I heard in bed but we didn't find shit out in my opinion same with even the gay one they didn't really they said they're the same way as the straight they're pretty much not really sexual so sorry about that guys um this is why you just can't base things off sun signs because I like I said I've heard otherwise um really when you want to look at sex and love you want to look at Venus signs so yeah anyways let's go ahead and read the couplings I'm going to start with straight so this is Pisces man Aries woman with this ultra ultra receptive man she softens stimulating maternal instincts he's expected to clean up his emotional act or take his exit. Sex is no simple affair. She wants it long and hard. He's comfortable cuddling. <laughs> um, that's, that just cracks me up. Taurus woman allies. An emotional attachment develops instantly. He's ready to commit. If she exceeds, life will be peaceful and productive. In bed, the focus is on entertainment. Both require plenty of playful attention. Gemini woman. Pisces appeals as a consort. He may hang on her every word. Together, worldly ambitions are given fullest focus. Other aspects are often left in despair. Sexually, she gets a surprise. Mild Pisces makes many demands. Cancer woman. They push each other's buttons, though, with the best of intentions and absorbing bond. He especially uncovers old burdens, healing in the process. Cancer opens up, too. Sex is an escape from stresses. Leo woman. He's a mystery. mystery she's keen to uncover. Resolute, she pursues with a frightening intensity. Together, natural aptitudes turn a profit. Everything is accomplished her way. Love-making moves at Leo's fast pace. Virgo woman. Virgo is body snatched by per- persuasive Pisces guy, separating themselves from everyone. This pair is precariously complacent. Laziness is often their undoing. In bed, she'll begin to ex- expect the unexpected. Libra woman, Pisces is the maestro orchestrating Libra's life, perhaps with a heavy hand. She can't resist his inspiration. She's his muse, best case scenario. Their collaborations become classic. Sex is an ecstatic exploration of senses. Scorpio woman, it seems something's being kept hidden. At best, they're confident, conscientious couple with big dreams. They Intend to realize in, realize in bed. Decorium is their default demeanor. Sex is subdued, but never standard. Sagittarius woman. Each requires some solitude to, to survive this busy bond. Liberation might be their modus operandi. Um, everything else is secondary. Pisces reassures Sag of her sex appeal. She finds new ways to get him going. Capricorn woman, at its core, a friendship founded on fondness and respect, thick as thieves, they're, prote- they're protective of each other, fiercely loyal and endlessly understanding. Capricorn especially serves as savior to Pisces, naturally sex is tender. Aquarius woman, a fast and furious courtship for the couple. Beneath slick exteriors lie deeply, I mean deeply soulful individuals seeking a source of inspiration. This sex life reflects such profoundly profanity in bed they move as if possessed even hexed pisces woman a dizzying dynamic fate seems to have brought them together sometimes they stagger towards goals but they usually arrive life is heightened a too emotional approach as a possible pitfall in bed foreplay is foremost all right so this is the gay couplings so pisces man aries man often a purely physical pairing pisces man is 
unusually uh, unusually shallow in his perception of viral Aries as a mere sexual tool. Under such corrupting influence, the ram's barbaric, conquering, erotic spirit emerges. Taurus man Pisces seems that missing link in uh, in Taurus life. It's it's symbiotic bond. Being with the bull is like a dream come true. Life is productive. um, Professional goals are met and more. In bed, selfish motives are put aside. Gemini man, Gemini is the little brother to the Pisces mentor. The odd fish guy will abuse such influence, producing a green Gemini to mere minion. Sex is masterful, both an erotic work of art and a chance for Pisces to dominate. Cancer man, together they probe remote corners of experience. Spiritual exploration is a possibility. Soul searching enhances their chases of relationship success. They both crave romance and often find it with each other. Leo man, a heady, trippy, gay guy duo. Egos clash and verbal sparring is expected. Holding out emotionally become a game that no one wins. In bed, peace is restored. This is where these boys shine. Virgo man, they want to change the world and it's worth trying. Still still one or both may go to extreme in pursuing utopian vision. Regardless, they escape into ideology. Sexually, though fickle, fellow, so variety is key. Libra man, as a couple, their complex Pisces is unpredictable. Libra is easily thrown off, balanced to boot. Both boast the love of the high life who's holding down the home front. At the first sign of trouble, they take to the sheets. Uh, Scorpio man, a peaceful, productive pairing, especially if Pisces is the older of the two. Um, Over time, they cultivate an avant-garde aesthetic that appeals to outsiders. Sex might be rough. Scorpio plays at being trade. Sagittarius man, the archer admires and often emulates the poised Piscean, is surprised to see Sag put through his psychological and sexual paces. In bed, it's all about role plays. Sag is uh, subjective to this imperious fish. Capricorn man with fishy Pisces caps serpentine side surfaces, but rather than expanding the goat, menders more, uh, perhaps losing his way. Still, they have clever ways to capitalize on their strength. It's an effort to keep, to keep light. Aquarius man, self-satisfaction, self-satisfied souls. Finally, Aquarius and Pisces quit trying to change. Spiritual purity is often their mutual modus operandi. Together, they simply stop assessing. In bed, egos are abandoned. Pisces man, let's get lost. Might be their catchphrase left unchecked. This Pisces pair often escapes into subversive activity, regardless of so-called normal lifestyle often eludes them. Sexually, both expect to experiment. So that's it, guys. Um, that's it for the Pisces man. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, yeah, I know it was like, what? But yeah, I, I was shocked too. So of course, I will be back on the next time with the Pisces woman. And we will talk about that. And that one sounds kind of exciting too. And very like different. I haven't read it yet. Of course, I read it when you guys hear it. So Um, I hope you guys have an amazing day. Stay safe. I love you dearly. Please subscribe. Please comment. I would love to know how you guys feel about the show, things you like, things you don't like, things you hate. But be nice, please. I'm a sensitive soul. (laughs) But yes, um, I I would just love to hear what you guys think. And, And also tell me if you would like me to do something too. 
So please subscribe um, on Apple if you're listening from Apple or whatever. Um, That would be amazing. But you guys take care. Love you. Bye.